Hello everyone, you're listening to Game Rivals, a podcast where a Nintendo fan and a PlayStation fan talk about the latest games and happenings in the gaming community and industry. I'm one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and together with Sean Templar, we bring you this bi-weekly podcast about video games. Alrighty, everybody, welcome to this special next generation console edition episode of Game Rivals. How are you doing, my friend Maximilian? I'm good, Sean Templar. Um, it's uh, it's been a lot of it's been a week of surprises. It's a strange week. It is a strange like in general, it's a strange week. We everybody knows why it's a strange week. Um, I don't want to dive into that because we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, so kicking it off that Microsoft out of the blue did some kind of event at their headquarters uh, for the Xbox Series X in which they uh, unveiled the specifications, the box in depth, so like what's in it, the controller, and two key features. Um, it's, It's pretty surprising because nobody saw it coming, I think. And also seized the narrative because until that event everybody was talking about sony and like oh when are gonna when they are gonna announce something or hey it's so silent there's an event upcoming but we don't know when and blah blah blah. and then this rumors abound at the very least yeah and this kind of hit like a bombshell and now everybody's talking about microsoft Mm -hmm. and well to, well, I'm going to say this. I'm going to be completely honest. I was flabbergasted, mostly because it came out of nowhere. And on the same day, they also released a new blog post um, detailing like the specs, like the most important specs that you want to know about the next generation systems. Things that have been rumored for such a long freaking time are finally laid to rest for the most part. Um, and I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised with at least the technical demos that they showed. Um, they showed off a couple of things, but let's just take it one step at a time. Um, what do you want to start with, uh, Sean Templar? I think it's best to just walk through the information we got. So like... Yeah. Uh, is going to have, well, let's get the numbers out of the way. So it's going to have yeah. 16 gigabytes of DDR, D, GDDR6 memory, um, which is shared. So games will be able to use 13.5 gigabytes of that memory. Um, then it has a 8-core Zen 2 uh, architecture, meaning that 7 cores are for games. One is for operating system and stuff like that. They will be running at 3.8 gigahertz or 3.6 if they use multi-threading. Um, the GPU is built off of a custom AMD Radeon Navi GPU. It's based on the RDNA uh, 2.0 genera- uh, architecture, which is actually coming out this year, so it's not even come out yet. Um, GPU has 52 compute units running at 1.825 gigahertz. I have no idea what that all means. Uh, and it supports uh, ray tracing. As for resolution, we kind of knew it will support native 4K up to 120 hertz. 8K also, I honestly have my doubts about that. We'll come back to you guys on the native 4K when we do the comparisons, but suffice to say, 
the fact that this that that with Xbox Series X it specifically says native 4K is interesting. Yeah, but like I cannot imagine that the new PlayStation will not have native 4K. I don't know. But no, 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 let's no, 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 no. Let's get this no, out of the world. Okay, fine. <laughs> there is no way mm-hmm. that they will release a console that doesn't do native 4K. Because if if Sony does it, they might as well quit the console business. I mean, they will be be at every moment somebody gets to bash him about it, someone will bash him about it. So let's get it out of the way. The PlayStation 5 is going to support native 4K. Just because some stupid aspect she doesn't say native 4K doesn't mean it's not going to do native 4K. Okay, so remember how this generation started? Yes. Remember how the previous generation was VHD generation, even though most games only ran up to 720p? Yes. Yeah, and how this generation still couldn't get to 1080p until they did the mid-gen refresh? And even then, it's variable? No, that's not true. Because I remember that a lot of Xbox One games ran at 900p, but a lot of PlayStation games ran at 1080p, such as Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which was a launch title. Did they, though? Yeah, they I mean, did. Maybe, maybe they did, but I'm pretty sure that they used dynamic resolution with that, though. No. But anyways, like, an Xbox One X that is sold right now does yeah. native 4k so like you cannot tell me that sony has been investing money into a hardware in a console for five years that doesn't do native 4k i'm just saying man it's not like it hasn't happened before no man no if what you're saying is like is not possible it's like saying that uh that microsoft's gonna make a shoe it's like a business they will never get into nobody expected them to get into the gaming business as in console makers to begin with so yeah, but that's different it's media related yeah. yeah anyways um it's gonna have uh, a one terabyte uh, nvme ssd is gonna allow as what we discussed earlier some expansion capabilities through a, an external slot um, yeah, but it's really nice proprietary, too. so it might cost like a lot of monies. Oh, definitely. Yeah, like, especially considering that they like they specifically say that the ex- the expansion card is one terabyte. There's no way that is not at least two or three hundred bucks. Oh, I think it's even more than that. Uh, <laughs> the control. That's a cool thing. The controller is going to use USB C. Is going to have mm-hmm. a dedicated share button. The controller has been redesigned, so like the upper side of the controller is more curved, so it sits better in your hands. And, and textured. And textured. And you can use your Xbox One controller on the Xbox Series X and vice versa. So it's backwards compatible and it's also forwards compatible, to put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can just, if you like, want to play multiplayer, you can just use a 1S controller or a 1X controller. Um, and basically, you do that. And then they also fo- focused a lot around like two in- in really important features, which is one is the suspend feature. So you can suspend a couple of games. And even though if you turn the console off, it will keep it in the memory. So you can instantly switch to those games um, 
if you're playing so for example in the demo they showed state of decay and then suddenly they switched to forza and then they switched to ori and then they switched to back to state of decay and it was all pretty instant and they could just continue where they left off no loading screen no booting up no save whatever it was just like yeah, a few easy. seconds of loading the game because it needs to take it out of the memory and then bam you can just go where you left off yeah each each switch took like a few seconds to switch to the game and they're yeah. like bam yeah. you're continuing right where you left off and the way that they explained it at least the way that digital foundry explained how it works is that they have a certain allotment of ram to put games in and depending on the game from what generation it is they could you can theoretically have more games in suspend in uh, in suspension like for example if you have an Xbox original game in suspension and you have an Xbox 360 game in suspension and maybe a Xbox Live Arcade game in suspension and then like maybe two um uh, uh Series X games you could technically do that because they take up less RAM space so you could technically have more but maximum i think they said if you're doing xbox one and series x you could slot up to a maximum of four games uh in in uh, in, in suspension so that already is like really cool oh definitely i don't know why you would want more because like when i play right now I generally tend to play one game at a time, uh, maybe two, because like one single player game or one multiplayer game. So I would have like kind of a, I don't know, I would go nuts if I can spend up the four games because I never play four games at a time. Uh, I mean, it's the, the, the nice thing, it's there. It's there. Yeah. Um, another thing they showed was the loading times on State of Decay as an example. Um, I... I it felt like a really extreme example because they showed a state of the game running off a hard drive on an Xbox One and, a, and a, on the Series X, and it was a huge difference, but it felt yeah. a little bit exaggerated. Yeah. Because it, it almost felt like, for comparison, it felt like that the, the Xbox One version had a load time of five minutes and that the Series X version had a load time of 30 seconds. Kind of felt like that. I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Well, the Xbox Series X had, I think, a load time. What was it? Eight seconds. Something like that. And the load time for the for 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 the Xbox One X was, I think, thirty seconds. Oh, it felt longer than that, man. It felt really yeah, long. Yeah, if you're looking at it like that with a timer, then yeah, it feels longer. But yeah, it was it was thirty seconds. Oh but God. even then, it's like it really that's felt like a couple of minutes. Impressive. Yeah. 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 And then, um, let's see. Uh, they showed Gears of War 5 running on Xbox Series X. Um, it mm. was, to be honest, I didn't see a, like a lot of improvement. Uh, uh, they said it's running on the ultra settings of the PC, plus mm. a few extra features that are not enabled or available on the PC build. But you could see a difference, but it wasn't like that I thought, like, whoa, okay, wow, I really need to head out and buy an Xbox White right now or a Series X right now. It's like subtle difference. Well, the difference was because it's. I mean, it's the the, the difference is that it was a ray tracing demo, uh -huh. so it's not like they changed anything in the geometry. All they did was add ray tracing lighting. Yeah, but they had. They said they added a few extra thingies, but like for yeah, example, but... with Minecraft, they only added ray tracing, which was like a yeah. huge difference. Oh yeah, yeah, that looked but really the... nice. 
but from what I um um was it I think I was I think it was also Digital Foundry because they they digital like if you want like a really comprehensive conversation that goes in deeper than we ever could um check out the Digital Foundry video because they go like really into that if you're into that kind of stuff if you're not into that kind of stuff don't because you might get really bored yeah. um because it's a lot of dry talk they do show examples and stuff like that but basically um at least with how it worked with the Minecraft demo is that uh, you have the bedrock, the bedrock version that's currently out, um, with like the regular textures. But for the ray tracing, they had to change the textures into ones that have uh, bump mapping and stuff like that, so that it reflects the light uh, realistically. And it is literally night and day difference. Oh yeah, mostly because they also shift from day to night. Yeah. But also, you could you could see you could see the seams, you could see the blocks. You could see the shading off the blocks, which is ridiculous because they're just big pixelated blocks. But you could see all the nice little levels of of um, of shades and shadow you and see lighting. The fire reflecting off a tram train track. It was so oh, it's so amazing. If you have the time, Microsoft posted those tech the the, the tech demo videos. IGN has them on their site as well. Look it up. They are especially the the micro the Minecraft one is really cool to look at. Yeah. Um, they specifically mentioned, um, hey, this is we're calling it the new Xbox, but this is the Series X version or something in that in that um, uh, area. So it yeah. almost confirms that this is probably the the Pro version, and I wouldn't be surprised if they if they announce an xbox series s which will be a cheaper version um i just don't know if they'll do it at launch or maybe that they'll do it like a year after because i I can't imagine it causing some confusion around consumers if they um have two boxes to choose from um and yeah of course the price difference will help but um you know gamers generally do want like value for their money so that they do want a true bang for the buck as well as real power um, mm. and we've been waiting for this for a couple of years so i can't imagine people not buying the x version instead of the s version again uh considering that those those are technically all still rumors um but the way they've been the way they've been doling out information on the series x makes that way more likely especially with all the information that we just got this week yeah um when and if they go, they're going to announce it's not an if it's it, it's not a it's i think at if, e3 there, yeah at e3 we get probably get pricing and a release date you mean around the time of e3 yeah so th- around the e3 they're gonna do like a digital event again yeah so then we'll, we'll probably get this will be the first time they do a digital event though they they have to because E3 got canceled. Yeah, everybody has to. Yeah, it's good that Sony is not participating. It's easy for them. But I think that at E3 will get a release date and pricing, and because they, I think because the the specs are out of the way, it will be games, 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 and even more games. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, specs is not something that you throw around during that time, especially not during a consumer. That that one is specifically aimed at consumers. Whereas, um, 
uh, what is it called again? Um, I have no. I for I forgot. Okay. Uh, yeah. The, I mean, uh, compared to what we had this week, this week, let's not forget that this week technically was supposed to be GDC. Yes. So basically, any because they're also doing right now the uh, Microsoft Game Stack uh thing. It's like very. This this is literally like the workshop. I'm used to like seeing this stuff as like the workshops that you went to at GDC back in the day when I used to go to GDC, and it's all just like really dry stuff, really specific towards talking to developers. Um, and yeah, I mean they did this also so that people like hardcore fans can get us excited because you know. Karen is not going to be watching or looking out for this kind of information, you know, like regular Joe Schmo is not going to be looking out for this stuff. They're waiting for the announcements that come around E3 time because that is specifically generated towards fans. So I hope if they do plan on, I don't think that here's the thing. If their original plan for Microsoft was to release two consoles this year, it's not going to happen. No. It's not, especially considering the current state of the world, it's not going to happen. I think they're going to focus on the Series X. And depending on how things look in early 2021, we might see the Series S get launched there. It might get announced it might get announced this year, and they might say, "Well, do it, seeing seeing as you know, we can't know take a lot of stuff." This year. They might do that if they announce I think, it I this think... year. Then people will wait because everything is also coming to Xbox One. So people will say, "Oh, you know what? I might sit out and wait and don't buy an X and buy an S, so they'll lose sales on it." I don't think that matters. I think that it does because what's the incentive to upgrade to a new console? Besides being an early adopter. Yeah, for those that want to be an early adopter. I mean, if they're going for a Series S, if the Series S is supposed to be something more affordable, therefore technically weaker, um, end quote. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they can't see that I'm doing the quote signs. You can. Um, podcast. <laughs> um but if they choose, I mean, if they choose to do that, it doesn't matter because Microsoft have already said that they're they're not going to put out exclusives for the first year. So whether they sell a lot doesn't matter because the other thing that they're also focusing on is xCloud. I think that they're going to start, as long as development on xCloud is not being delayed as well, they're going to really push xCloud really hard so that that also launches around the same time the Series X does, so that if people want a cheaper solution to playing high-fidelity games but not buying a Series X, that they can go for xCloud, why not? Yeah, It's a cheaper proposition, and it's something that's easily implement, uh, implemented. I mean, they're doing the, the, the test flight on iOS right now in certain regions, so... Who knows? Who knows what comes out of that? The only thing that ha- the only thing that's gripping the industry by the gonads is this dang virus thing that's going around. Yep. So, um, unless um, unless that starts to clear up, so that people don't have to worry in 
um, work can resume as usual. I think that xCloud is on its way to also launch this holiday season. Yeah, I, I hope so. Because, you know, we're moving into this point that we're moving away from hardware-based software or services more towards like the, the cloud thingies. And we need and, and proper bit, cloud thingies to kind of like also create competition because Stadia is not what it's supposed to be. Um, xCloud is promising to be like this. It sounds really good. GeForce mm-hmm. Now is good. Besides that, it doesn't support 4K, but it just came out. So mm-hmm. we, yeah, and as long as developers don't continue to be jerks and take their games off of it. Yeah. Um, Sony has said multiple times that there are really exciting things around PlayStation Now that are coming. But yeah, we'll probably hear about that later this year. Um, they have dropped the price, so that's already a move. Um, they're they're setting up for something. We just don't know what. Yeah, and and that's kind of where you notice the difference between a Microsoft event and a PlayStation event, because that's where we segue into the PlayStation part. Is that basically today when we're recording this? Of course, uh, Mark Cerny had a an a deep dive into the specs and it's the funny thing is is two days ago or one day ago so like yesterday we heard we saw all the microsoft stuff and everybody's talking about okay we're sony we're sony we're not hearing anything about sony and then through twitter they said okay tomorrow we're gonna do a deep dive around the ps5 specs and it's really a deep dive as in really technical technical oh, yeah um, i mean they had they had mark cerny up there man yeah you know when mark cerny is up talking it's gonna be very tech focused, but he has such a he has such a nice and elegant speaking voice that you kind of don't mind. Yeah, he has a good way of explaining it because he's like really explaining it in a way that everybody can understand. Like someone was making, um, someone made a comment on uh, on Twitter that Mark Cerny should be um, doing the the updates for the for the virus, which shall not be named, um, and. You know, like it would be nice to have someone in a calm and very warm and friendly manner explaining what's going on and, and hearing what how many need people die and, and are infected. Well, not that part, but just you know, <laughs> to keep safe and wash your hands. But uh, to me, I'll I'll take it the, the next step further. Mark Sweeney should just record an audiobook. Uh, who knows? Maybe he's out of the game cause, industry. Because that would be awesome. Like he should do like a reading of like Ready Player One or something. I don't know. He could also <laughs> do those nature documentaries and narrate those. That that would be good too. Or or Sony Japan develops Tokyo Jungle Two and he does the narration in that. Hey, that's also an option. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going back to PlayStation. Yeah. Um, Sony said that. They had already planned this for GDC, but because GDC got canceled, they're doing a live stream. Um, basically, he just walked everybody through it. Um, and so the PS5 will be um, based on the same architecture as the Xbox Zen 2. It will also have eight cores. It will have a variable... Well, well, uh, based on the same architecture as in it's using Zen 2, but it's still custom-made. Incorporation in uh, in partnership with uh, AMD. Yeah, they both. Yeah. Um, the PlayStation's clock speed will not be locked; it will be variable. 
so it mm-hmm. could go higher or go, go lower is also from a power efficiency point of view which is actually pretty nice because you touched upon that the way sony kind of develops their cooling solution and develops their power solution is they kind of calculate or try to look for the worst possible scenario with the worst possible game that can push the console to its max and uh, they aim for that but that's not always the best or the efficient way uh, and he used God of War as an example he said well when I use God of War, when I play God of War my PlayStation's fan is pretty rev up whereas when he plays something a little bit less intense he doesn't hear his PlayStation I thought hey you're actually right because my PS4 Pro has gotten to the point that everything with HDR makes that thing make such a loud noise that if I put two wings on it, it'll probably just take off and fly away because <laughs> it's producing so much sound. It's almost like a jet engine in my living room. Um, so because of the variable uh, speed, the the cooling solution and the power solution is also developed for it. Um, so that's hopeful. Um, and they also said that because... And that's kind of where what where it really stood out to me that Sony put a lot of custom work into building. So like mm. with Microsoft, yeah, yeah, we custom built this and we custom built that. But like Sony, I think Sony really went above and beyond with custom solutions. So for example, with, around I think the, they had to though. Yeah, because for example, they have an SSD. It has a little bit of a strange storage configuration. It has eight hundred and twenty-five gigabytes of SSD storage, which is a bit strange. Which is a number that makes absolutely no sense yeah. considering like considering how storage is built up it's always times a certain amount yeah where does 825 come in yeah i think it's because he said that they have 12 channels uh of memory bandwidth so kind of like 12 blocks of memory uh so it's not times four it's times 12 yeah that's why they get like this bizarre speed because that's something they emphasize like a lot they said that the PS5 can transfer up to 5.5 gigabytes a second. Raw. And that's raw. raw. Yeah, the the Xbox can't get near that. No, Um, the Xbox is running it at 2.4 gigs raw and 4.8 gigs compressed. Yeah. And when you do it on PlayStation 5, the compressed speed is 8 to 9 gigs per second. Dude, that's ridiculous. It's funny that he actually said that because everything is so instant that developers might actually have to slow things down because we're not used to it being so instant that we might get a disconnect because of it. Because if you die or you you load or you fast travel, it's in a blink of an eye that you don't even see the fast travel. So it almost looks like you transported or teleported and that they have to figure something out because otherwise people will not ex- understand that it happened. And like, Wow, that sounds so bizarre that it's <laughs> like that. Um, the funny thing, which is, yeah, which is kind of funny because it seems like they solved one problem only to technically create a new one in yeah. its stead. Yeah, yeah, it's it's super strange. So like they also told like, hey, they built like a custom flash controller. They built a custom audio engine, which we'll get to in a bit. Ooh, uh, they yes, built like a they they built like a lot of custom stuff for it. The funny thing is 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 on paper not as powerful as the Series X. So with GPU... But certainly also had an explanation for that too. Yeah, yeah. So for example, with GPUs, they always like have this number. It's called teraflops. Is basically the amount of the computation. Complete, 
the complete computational power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that your console is so much better. It's just that it can do more calculations in a way. So the PlayStation is 10.28 teraflops and the Series X is 12 teraflops. Um, but at the same time, because of that variable um, clock speed, the speed on the process of the GPU is faster uh, on the PlayStation than in the Xbox. It's 2.23 gigahertz versus 1.325, even though they have more compute units. Um, also, ray tracing, hardware based, um, and yeah, 4K, 120 hertz, 8K. You know, I, I'll believe that the 8K part, I'm a bit of hesitant. I don't actually believe that's going to happen. 4K is more of a realistic thing. Um, another cool thing is, is they have a NVMe slot that you can use to upgrade the drive. So you can use an M2 SSD uh, to upgrade the internal storage. Sony has said that because the internal SSD is so bizarre fast, that you do need an SSD that is as fast as that SSD. Otherwise, it won't work. Um, well, they say, actually said faster. Well, I, I think that he's, like, it needs to be at least as fast as the internal SSD. But PCIe yeah. 3 does, is not <coughs> as fast enough. And PCIe 4 has just come it's out. New. It's new. And it does offer and that does, speed. Well, it doesn't offer that speed yet. But they said that... Around the time that the PlayStation Five comes out, they sh the, those commercial versions yeah. should at least hit f uh, uh, five gigs, if not seven yeah. uh, gigs per second. Um, so they said, like, don't go buying and yeah. uh, NVMEs from M3 right now because you're yeah. not going to be able to use them. But the cool thing is, is they and also said that they're going to internally test drives because they're doing that right now. So they'll be yeah, releasing like a list. Like, yeah, because apparently the NV uh, the 3M has like a whole bunch of M2. different MV uh, or sorry M2 has a bunch of uh, NVMe's uh, drives like in different sizes and shapes yeah. and even stuff with heat sinks and like yep. actual fans. Like, since when do you need a wow? Okay, yeah, it's, it's funny because I have an NVMe SSD in my PC, and does it have a heat sink? No, because the drive itself doesn't have a heat sink, but there's a heat sink on my logic board, so. On my motherboard. So when I take off the motherboard connection, I just slot it in, and there's like this thermal pad on it that goes on top of the SSD, and on top of that is like a mini ah. heatsink. But I have seen PCIe 4 NVMe SSDs, and they have like these massive heatsinks on it because it get it's so fast and it generates so much heat that yeah. uh, that it has to. But Sony has said that around the launch they will release a list. Of supported drives they, they have personally tested which is really yeah. nice um yeah. you can still use an external hard drive for example for your ps4 games um or you can but probably for, yeah yeah but for yeah but for ps5 you really need the NVMe. Yeah. you can copy those ps4 games to the internal drive if you want um another benefit they touched upon of the ssd which is one i love is that patch installs will be gone or we way shorter because now it's the most horrifying thing that's that's there it's on playstation so, oh yeah, yeah it's it is so slow that i just want to cry every time i see a patch the download and an install because the download is okay but the install takes so freaking long 
<laughs> it's like when in the, in the past you would always joke about that your PC would get so slow that would you turn it on, mm-hmm. you would go grab coffee, come back, and still have to wait. It's worse than that. Yeah. And I have an SSD in my PS4 Pro. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, um, yeah. They didn't go into any things like how the console looks or how the controller looks. It was really, really from a technical point of view how they're going to do things. Um, the cool part is they also emphasize that they really made this console with input from developers. So they're trying to find a balance also be- between evolutionary features and revolutionary features. And they, they don't want to go all out and revolutionize everything because they emphasize that this, the time a developer needs to get familiar and up and running with the new PlayStation will be around or maybe less than a month. Whereas mm-hmm. with the PS4, it was one to two months, for example. And now it's like shorter than a month. So basically, everybody's going to port over their PS4 games. We're going to get a lot of remakes and remasters, kind of like we're having right now. And original IPs are going to die. And we'll all be playing upscaled and up-rest versions of PS4 games in the foreseeable future. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, it sounds, I mean, it sounds cool and interesting. And it, it's got me a bit more excited. Like the news in general... From both Microsoft and Sony, both have gotten me more excited about next generation in general, mm-hmm. uh, specifically stuff that they're doing. Um, again, the thing that really caught my eye was how beautiful the ray tracing looks, and the uh, the, 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 the 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 quick the quick thing resume the quick resume. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then with PlayStation Four, just the the ridiculous read speeds of the of the SSD and the sound yeah. oh. Are we going to talk about the sound now? Okay, so we're going to talk about the we, sound. So uh, early on, when they announced the PS5, they said it's going to support technology called 3D audio and that it's hardware-based. It's not software-based. So how it works is they developed um, something called the Tempest Engine, which is an audio engine that will uh, be able to offer you... Sp- uh, they used a really nice term for it. Um, I, oh, shit. Uh, hang on, let me see. They, they, were like, they had like this really nice term. I was like, oh, it really sounds f- nice and fancy. Um, the gold standard? No, no, no. It was... Uh... Well, well, you look it up. So basically is that they tested it with different configurations. So they tested it with headphones. They tested it with, with home entertainment systems and with sound bars and all the sorts. And what they're aiming for is kind of like the... They really literally said the matrix feeling in which you actually think that the sound that's happen- that's coming out of the game is actually that's happening in the real world instead of happening in the game world. So for example, if, uh, if it's rain in the game, it's raining in the game, they want to create this the sense or the idea that the, that the rain is actually coming from your living room instead of coming from the game. Um, and to be able to do this, they have... Um, They've scanned people's ears basically and their hearing patterns because the shape. Oh, of you the... mean the 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 head related transfer function? No, no I'll look it up uh, the term. But um, yeah. so what they did is is they your because the shape of your ears sound bounces off in all sorts of ways. So what they've done is they've they've kind of made profiles of people's ears. So they tested it among a group and they've scanned people's ears and they kind of developed a profile, a sound profile, to put it that way, um, that, that, that can kind of like 
create yeah, this effect. Yeah, sorry, that's the thing that's called a uh, head-related transfer function or H HRTF. Yeah, so yeah. with HRTF, you can basically choose these different uh, profiles and it will. you can switch between, for example, the PS4 mode and the PS5 mode and you'll be able to hear the difference, of course. And Sony's also hinted around, like, we might, because it's kind of like a research also that's going on, that they might, mm -hmm. like, either want a picture of your ears so that they can develop a profile or a video or that a game has that. And so based on, on your hearing, they can tailor-make it and customize it based on your ears. Um, yeah. Because there are some people that simply do not hear the difference or cannot hear the difference. Sony said that at launch, they will support five profiles, um, but more can be added um, in the future. I think the point was that they were that they would be adding more in the future. Yeah. To just get a full, a better range of support for people. Yeah. And the thing that I love the most is that because it's, because it's a 3D audio thing, um, you can't have that on everything. Like, for example, if you have... Uh, 5.1 or 7.1 uh, headsets that that's fine probably work on those things if you have a full surround sound system you'll probably be supported easily by that but if you just have a tv mm -hmm. you can't have that so what they're also working on and they have working to a limited capacity is virtual surround sound stereo Yep. So that it really feels like, th it really feels like something that is coming from, uh, from behind you from the left, mm -hmm. really sounds like it's coming from you behind you in the left, even when you're using just the speakers on your TV. And oh my god, that is so amazing! <laughs> Sorry, to me, it's stuff like technical stuff like that, that kind of wizardry stuff, yeah, is what I live for, and yeah. that is awesome. Yeah, because it's funny that they actually mentioned that they opted for this instead of something like Dolby Atmos because, because they took a custom approach to this. It's, according to Sony, it's better than Dolby Atmos because it offers more sound sources. It offers more um, channels, higher quality. And also because it's hardware-based, it's basically better. Um, yeah. I don't know. And if, if they pull off the virtual uh, sound, surround sound, it also means you don't need a proprietary hardware to 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 experience it. Yeah, it's also cool that the part around audio that they mentioned is that the the reason that they're also focusing on audio is that they can offer a bigger library of audio sources, which will only improve the sound quality and all all audio related in the game, because they kind of mentioned that like, okay, a lot of gaming in related innovations in the past few years have been around graphics and they're trying to move away because yes graphics matter but we've gone to the point that we don't have we haven't gotten a lot of innovations in the last few years around other things and that's why sony's kind of aiming for that so I'm like okay we want innovations in other areas so people can actually truly feel that this is like a next generation instead of a prettier box with prettier graphics and that's and that's the, that's the part that makes me happy. That That's the part that kind of makes me more interested in the PlayStation 5 over the Series X. Because, I mean, I've, 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 I've said it before, and, and I'll say it again. The thing that I like about having multiple consoles is the differences between them. 7th and 8th gen 
has honestly been the best and the worst generation <sighs> because it has been the most stale the, the most stale of generations that we've had so far and the only real things that were really innovative was an underpowered um hybrid console and the fact that we had mid generation refreshes like that those two things are those two things are the only two real interesting things that happened just this generation let's be honest yeah well i think like because well, developers hit a bottleneck pretty early on, which is why we got the mid-gen refreshes. Yeah, but and, I, and if and if Nintendo didn't flub the Wii U, we would probably still be dual screen playing on our TVs. But instead, they moved on to something that is way more flexible and interesting, and appeals way more to people's way of life now than you know just sitting behind your. Co- console or pc and having high fidelity so the that's why the 3d audio to me is a very interesting proposition from sony because the way they're tackling it and the way i don't because microsoft has said they're also doing 3d audio but they didn't go into they didn't go in depth as Sony did as to what they're doing with their audio stuff and my goodness i hope that microsoft is doing at least half of what sony is doing with audio because otherwise this one is a really easy choice for me, to be honest. I think that and when I look at it, what this generation has done is it has created more, um, how to put it, like in the last gen, there were only a handful of games that I really thought like, well, okay, these are really, really nice games. And I think what this gen has really done well is that it has opened up for more either memorable experiences in the form of games or experimental things. Um, I've seen a lot of indie games get nominated for Game of the Year awards or categories than prior generation. So we've kind of also got to the point that indie development has really matured. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not really an indie developer, or indie game player, to put it that way. Of course, there are a few games once in a while that that catch my attention such as Astroneer, which i think is an amazing game um but you know that's something that's really like and this generation kind of did give us games like god of war and horizon zero dawn that this gen was really the gen around open worlds uh and that's something which really nice and i'm, I'm curious to see what next gen will bring us i'm not looking for prettier graphics because you know i can get that on a pc um i'm really interested to see like okay well what is the game? What are games going to do besides that? So, in indeed, the audio part could be really, really cool. Um, yeah. I remember when I got a tech demo around, um, I don't know what it's called. It was at the first time GDC was held held in Europe, but the first time Gamescom was held, and I was invited mm. to Dolby for uh, oh my for, god, that was for, like more than 10 years ago, yeah, dude. it was in t- 2008, something like that. 2009. 2009. And yeah. I got this demo at Dolby. And it was something where, for example, around, I think it was like a precursor to Dolby Atmos. And then we, we, they gave us this demo with helicopters, and it actually felt that the helicopters were flying over us. And all these, these cool immersive audio thingies. And at that time, I was like, wow, this is really cool. And if I can get that in my living room, for example, from an audio point of view, I'll be amazed. I mean, this generation tried to incorporate my smartphone into a game, which they luckily quickly shut off because nobody <laughs> went for that, or at least there's not like a really compelling experience to say like okay i really want no, that 
I think I think the reason why that happened was because they saw that the DS was doing really good and the 3DS was had a had a less successful start, but it ramped up after the first year or so and after the discount. But I think that was part of the reason why we were we're seeing nonsense like that. Uh, but at least um, it didn't work for me. I mean, like, it sounded <laughs> really, really promising. I mean, with uh, with the division, they said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna give you this this app, and then you can control a drone while playing with other players." They eventually killed that. They didn't even bring out the app for Battlefield. They said, "Oh, we have the commander mode, so you can command the battlefield from your tablet." It came out, but I didn't hear a lot of good about it. So, like, I'm happy that we we killed that. I think we should stick to... At least they tried something. They tried. I think we should stick to keeping it simple because there's a reason I sit behind my TV to play the games. And after that, I kind of want to leave it at there. I don't want to take my games with me or constantly be involved with the game because I kind of do need some downtime. Um, otherwise, yeah, I'll just get like game fatigue and eventually say, like, oh, man, this game is taking up so much time. If I'm not behind the console playing it, I'm on my phone playing it. And that you know, we we need some breaks with that. True, true. Yeah. yeah. No pricing was announced. The holiday they still said no, they, but but they also said what it was just going to be tech stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think yeah. I do think because they're coming in at this lower power of performance tier compared to an Xbox Series X, that it might actually kind of confirm that it's not going to be five ninety nine. It's I don't even think it's going to be four ninety nine. I think it's going to be four forty nine, maybe three ninety nine. But I think four forty nine, but it's definitely not going to be five ninety nine. So here's why I think it's going to be at the very least four ninety nine. At least when it comes to PlayStation Four, uh, five. I mean, um, is that all the custom? A stuff? lot of yeah, exactly. Custom stuff is not cheap to produce. I know, like it's not cheap to research. It's not cheap to execute. And you have to set up the pipelines for it. Yeah. That stuff does not come cheap. I think at the very least, both consoles will start at $499. You think Microsoft at, put their box in the stores for $499? I think they have to. Oh, definitely. But I think they'll if they do it, they'll take like a huge like, loss on it. They have to. <laughs> I mean, Sony has committed that they're not going to do that. So I'm honestly thinking that part of the reason why the, the the messaging on PlayStation 5 has been as sloppy as it has been is because they they've probably been working so hard on these custom parts to make sure that despite the fact that most of the stuff that they're using is custom built is bringing the cost down enough but at the same time delivering what they want in terms of um fidelity graphics, sound, all that mumbo-jumbo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, at the very least, it's going to be four ninety nine for Sony. Microsoft, that's going to be their starting point. Um, oh, my God. I think, I think with, the, with the Series X, if the idea is to have a cheaper console, the, the, I, can see, I can see the Series X being um, 549 ish oh i don't hope so i don't hope so either but <sighs> i don't you know, know. It you just... know what i think that's going to happen it's going to be the same as the e3 that we got to know the price for the current gen microsoft yeah. has confirmed that they're doing something sony says we're not doing anything 
I well, think... they said that they weren't going to E3. They didn't say they weren't doing anything. Well, basically, if they're not going to go to E3, then, you know. I think Microsoft's going to announce their pricing first and also their release date. And then Sony's going to come out of the blue. And just to be like that extra bit, they're going to try to undercut them. Mm, I don't know. Considering that it takes forever to set these things up, even if you're doing it digitally. Actually, especially if you're doing it digitally, because you can't last-minute shift digital stuff. You just can't. Like You can last-minute shift stuff if you're doing it on a stage performance, because you're basically rehearsing that stuff up until the point you're actually going to do the presentation. But if you're going to do something that's digital, you have to have the script ready. You have to have every segment ready and shot that stuff is not gonna gonna change overnight so whatever they're gonna do it's gonna be set up weeks in advance it's gonna be prepped weeks in advance let me put it this way if microsoft's gonna do 4.99 and sony initially is also thinking 4.99 they will do something to undercut them Mm, we'll see yeah I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. We'll see. I say we'll see. I don't think that they will, but then again, crazier things have happened. We live in weird times. Yeah. In general, we live in weird times. I mean, 2020 has not been very kind to us, but you know what? Screw it. Miracles happen. Yeah. So I just hope that they can ramp up production in time get ample supply out there because that's my main concern there i think that's everyone's concern because they're either going to have to postpone it or do like a phase launch in which they say we'll do america and japan in this year and we'll do europe next year well if that happens we're screwed because i do want my new playstation this year and i'm not going to get it from the states or whatever if they do that they're going to have a lot of angry people because this is not freaking 1995 anymore no and if they do go for their launch this year because of the situation that we're in right now and within China as well, because everything's done in China, mm. I think that we're going to get like really limited supplies. Unless they are able to strike a deal with suppliers outside of China and do it that way. Yeah, but I don't, I think they can do that, such as India and Taiwan and stuff like that. But I don't think they can get the prices so low as they would in China. Mm, because that's kind of it. Uh, that's kind of the main problem, ain't it? That's why they always use for China because they can get cheap labor and get cheap prices. Because I think Foxconn is the supply, is the manufacturer or the assembler for the PS4 right now. Yeah. So they'll probably Foxconn is the assembler for a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they'll probably go with those guys again. But yeah, um, they're based out of China primarily. They do have some factories outside of China, but they're primarily based out of China. Mm. Well, I guess time will tell. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Because I think... Oh! I, do I almost forgot. I almost forgot. Backwards compatibility. Oh, so, yeah. remember when I was saying stuff like, well, you could suspend an original Xbox or an Xbox 360 or uh, Xbox One or Series X game? Yeah, that's because... It has backwards compatibility for all those systems. To what extent? We don't know yet exactly. I'm assuming that they're just supplanting 
the backwards compatibility list from the Xbox One over to um, the Series X and basically broadening it from that point on, maybe, possibly. Um, but that if that's true, then one, that's a lot of games. It's a lot of compatibility out there. And uh, Sony ain't doing that. But they kind of did give an explanation to that because well they gave an, they gave a they gave a reasonable explanation to do that but point is they ain't doing that yeah but I wouldn't take it like that because from the start they said it will be backwards compatible with PS4 and I think like that's that's clear message the only thing they've said now is that because that SSD is so custom and it brings so much it, it sounds like a super strange issue to have but because it it offers so much performance gain or it's it's kind of overkill in what you get back for it so that certain games are not equipped to it sounds really stupid when we say it but literally some games cannot handle the power or the performance that comes with it and because of that it might actually break the game and that's why sony has said okay um they'll bring out a list of currently the top 108 games will probably be backwards compatible at launch um and it's actually up to the developers to kind of make sure that their games are backwards compatible. I, I, of course, I would want it to be, you know, everything is playable from day one. But I actually do wonder if you just put all your games on that hard drive and you just plug in that hard drive to your PlayStation, like an external hard drive. That's not gonna make it work because that's basically no, not. I, I don't. Fast. Yeah, but I don't think that that's gonna work for the simple fact that if they're going because what they're do- Essentially, what they're doing now is they're going to optimize a bunch of games so that it works on the PlayStation 5. Mm -hmm. They're not saying, like, just put a disc in or whatever and get it done. Um, And I think part of that has to do with the fact that they have a CPU that isn't locked. Because Microsoft's is, and their compatibility is way higher, at least from what... The the way they've presented it, the 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 compatibility is way higher. Mm-hmm. I can't vouch for what, like how many games that's gonna be. If it's basically everything that's um, available for people that have an Xbox uh, One right now, then I have to wonder how they're doing that. Yeah, because the same issue that Sony has, Microsoft would kind of have it as well because. Exactly. They also have like this massive amount of performance. Maybe if maybe it throttles the performance per game instance. Or right, per that's game the same thing what the PlayStation time. is gonna do. So like basically Yeah, but no yeah, but the thing is speeds it's, at what it's what it runs. But it's not. What it's going to do is it's going to in their aim at the for at least from what I could tell is their aim with the backwards compatibility with PlayStation 4 is to enhance the experience, which Microsoft is doing as well. But they're not... But the thing is, what they said is that um, developers for uh, for the Series X don't have to lift a finger for backwards compatibility. They don't have to do squat. It's all done on the hardware side. Okay. So whatever an enhancements... That the that the Series X is doing for those older games, um, is done from the hardware, but it's not something that requires them to update assets or have them be HD or whatever. It's just being upresed in a way that is clean and precise. 
So whatever Sony is doing is really, really freaking weird. Don't get it. Don't get me wrong. They're going for optimization, and that's cool. But that also means that their backwards compatibility is going to grow slowly. We don't know yet because for Microsoft hasn't... Because Microsoft also grew slowly until like two years ago when it suddenly ramped up and then they stopped doing original Xbox games. And I think they also are recently... I think they're still doing Xbox 360 games, but um, it's been really slow. So... Yeah, what I don't know. What I took away from it is that the PS5 is just gonna run at different clock speeds to compens to adjust to the platform. So if you have a PS4 Pro game, it's gonna rev it down to runs at that speed, and it's also gonna rev it down even lower to a PS4. Which um, is also why you're not seeing PlayStation 3, PlayStation 2, or PlayStation One support. Yeah, but that's I think also because like it's built on a completely different architecture. And they haven't invested in that the way Microsoft has invested in it in all those years because Microsoft started doing this on the Xbox 360, whereas Sony has just some games that you can download from the PlayStation Store that run off of a PS4. Which begs the question, because Microsoft is clearly hardware and software-based backwards compatibility because they're emulating, they're literally emulating the Xbox 360 and the original Xbox on the Xbox One. Um, whereas I don't think Sony is doing that at all, which means that we might not even see um, software emulation on the PlayStation 5 ever. Yeah. Unless they choose to do that. I mean, they. Uh, I don't know if, they ha- if, if the PlayStation 5 has the overhead capacity to emulate other PlayStations, like the PlayStation 3 would be like a complete nightmare to emulate because of the cell processor and how that works. But I can see placed at the very least PlayStation 1 software emulation being done because that's, that's how the PlayStation 3 did it. Yeah. PlayStation 3 did software emulation on PlayStation 1 games. Yeah. By the way, I see something that hasn't really gotten a lot of attention but it's actually really nice. Mm-hmm. It's PlayStation 5 will allow you to choose which part of a game you download first. We have that right now. And we'll also let you delete part of a game's save data. Rather than delete the whole game, you can remove the multiplayer or campaign if you're finished with it. Wait, where are we reading? If you scroll all the way down. And on IGN? Yeah. Uh, Let me see. Uh, Wait, which article? Additional details. Oh, wait, it's the same. um... It's in the spec sheet there. In the oh the comparison list yeah hang on let me see but that's actually a pretty cool feature and nobody's mentioned that because oh for example now with Call of Duty did he mention that during the the no, whole thing I don't know where this came from but uh, the funny thing is is that uh, uh, it is coming from this and it's from an, uh, no. Let me see. They have a thing in here. Yeah, uh, but it's like an article that's ongoing and constantly being changed. But anyways, yeah. that's like a really nice feature because, for example, now with uh, with Modern Warfare, I finished the single player. I'm not touching it. Might as well just delete it. Delete it. Save some space on my hard drive or on my SSD. Yeah. So that's like really, really nice. That is crazy. Yeah, it's it sounds so simple of a feature, but it's actually a really nice feature. 
especially for people like you whose hard drives are constantly full. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, because I said because I and a lot of people have said before that that if you put in like a small hard drive, then just throw in the towel, you're being an idiot. And considering that their their proprietary SSD has this weird size, it would be indeed really handy if you only chose a specific part of a game to download and have that. Which is weird because I think there was a rumor floating around that 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 kind of functionality was also coming to the next generation Xbox, but I haven't seen anything about it about the Series X. Yeah. So. There's one last thing I want to touch upon. It's more a rumor that I sent you. That mm-hmm. if it turns out to be correct, that would be like super amazing. But I don't know how plausible it sounds. Um, there's a rumor floating around that Sony is going to buy the rights and already has games in development linked to these rights in from Konami. Specifically, mm-hmm. they're go- they are going to buy the rights to. Metal Gear Solid, Silent Hill, and Castlevania. Apparently, according to this rumor, there are already games in development at Sony Japan, for example, in the Silent Hill franchise, which is going to be like a reboot. Um, I don't know how plausible it is. It almost sounds too good to be true, because if they buy those rights, then Konami literally has almost nothing but at the same time, in the article, it is said that the reason they can do this is because Sony has such an amazing and, and a great relationship with Konami that that's the, one of the reasons that they're willing to do it because they've been like these partners from day one. Um, maybe that Konami gets royalties or something for the, every game that is sold or something like that. Okay. Well, they're using their IPs to make pachinko machines, so it's not like they can sell all versions of the IP, so I'm assuming that they're keeping the arcade rights. Yeah, which probably brings in a lot of money for them. Oh, it but brings them a lot of money. <laughs> if it ends out to be true, then I can bet you that the next game Kojima Productions is going to work on is either Silent Hill or Metal Gear. Okay, I don't think that he's ever going to touch Metal Gear ever again. Um, but know. Silent Hills, that because that's what the rumor is saying, that Kojima Productions is in the early stages of working on Silent Hills once again. Yep. Um, who knows? I mean, at this point, anything is possible. And considering that outside of the technical stuff that we've heard this week, there isn't a lot of thing coming from the Sony camp. And They specifically said that there will be plenty of opportunities during the year to talk about the games and show the games. True. And I think we... But- Kind of needed, but our, uh, but let's be honest. Opportunities are kind of shrinking. Um. <laughs> That's why everybody's going. This will be the year of the online event because, mm. like, E three got canceled. Gamescom is going to get canceled. Everything will be in a direct kind of style or setting. This will yeah. be the year that the crowd did not get to attend an event and just got to watch things. Mm. Um, and I think Sony needed this because now we get all the technical mumbo jumbo out of the way. So now yeah. we can focus on what matters the most, and that's games, games, and even more games. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a few lingering things like what's it going to look like, what's the pricing going to be, when it's going to come out, what's the controller going to be like. Um, 
Speaking of how, how what it's gonna look like, the internals of we we didn't even touch on that, did we? The internals of the of the Series X. Yeah. That thing is packed. Yeah. It's like a dang Tetris box. <laughs> they really engineered it in a smart way. They really engineered it in a ridiculously smart way. Yeah, and it's cool that they kind of drifted away from. Did you the did you box. hear the 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 the, the comparison that? Digital Foundry did though. No. About the the form factor. No. Like <laughs> uh, I really freaking hate this one. They said the form factor looked like two game cubes stacked up together. <laughs> now that you mention it. <sighs> yeah, but without the duct tape. Ha 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 ha. Ah, I mean. I'm curious to see what Sony's gonna do, but it's we 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 jokes in 2020, man. Come on, man, people. Give it up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see how PlayStation Five is eventually gonna look like. I really hope it does not look like the Def Unit because uh... well, you know, it could Just... be because they talked about a cooling solution that is fitting. Microsoft is using a vapor chamber. I mean, come on, somebody has to step in and say, we're going to go look at cooling, man. They have to do like the yeah. all-in-one liquid cooling solution. It's not that expensive these days to make it. And I think... That yeah, but I think, the, I think the, 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 the thing with liquid cooling is people have this image of what if it falls and it starts leaking all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even have to drop it to have it because my initial liquid cooler had that problem. My PC. You have, <laughs> you have experience with this stuff. Why are you saying they should look into liquid cooling? Okay, let me put it this Dang way. it! It's supposed to be a it's supposed to be a consumer level product, man. Okay, Dang. This way, they cannot they they can't do like uh, fan cooling, which well, because Microsoft even. Oh the- no, it's not a fan. It's not. I don't think. I think um, the reason why the Def unit looks like that is so that they um, can use additional cooling. Uh, on the units so that the dev units don't overheat but i think the consumer units might use something like a vapor chamber i hope so well they have to they can't use fans because they said i mean i'm sure that there are fans in there but they'll use additional cooling systems to make the ambient so that it doesn't sound like a jet engine like the playstation 4 does right oh my god (laughs) jet engine Really Although to be fair, my PlayStation Four also tends to sound like a jet engine if I'm using if I'm playing a uh, surprisingly um, graphics intensive game. So wow. and I'm using a and I'm and I'm using a regular PlayStation Four. An uh, an OG PS Four like an OG PS Four. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, a colleague of mine who replaced a the thermal paste on a PS Four Pro and he says it's no longer a jet engine. So I was thinking wow, about doing that. That's a risky move. Well, you know, but I was thinking about doing it, but then I thought like, okay, but I'm at home for a couple of weeks. And if I break my PS4 right now, then I can't play. You're not getting that thing back anytime soon. I'm going to tell you that's really Yeah, so that's why I'm just like, waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's All right. Good, right. I think we've covered everything. Yeah, pretty much. And then some. Yeah. Um, as always, um, you can reach out to us through a whole range of social media outlets. Um, 
You can reach out to us on Anchor or listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Overcast, Stitcher, uh, Pocket Radio, or what? It was a, it was a new one. Uh, Pocket. What was it called? There were some new uh, listeners from Pocket something. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts and other all the platforms. It makes us more visible. Uh, you can email to us, gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com. You can leave a voice message. Uh, there's a link in the description. Um, you don't have to make an anchor account for that. You can tweet at us, game underscore rivals underscore. You can tweet at Maximilian, at Maximilian. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at, at Game Rivals. Follow us on Instagram at Game Rivals. Follow I've been a bit. I've I've been a bit more uh, productive on that end. He's been a bit more productive on that end. Uh, Game Rivals YouTube. We'll put a link in the description below. Send us a postal pigeon or smoke signs or maybe Morse code or you know just reach out to us in any way uh, possible. Um, <laughs> Do you have any last words? Um, well, I got Animal Crossing early, and considering that we're forced to not go outside as often, um, yeah, this has been as of recording. I just finished day one. Um, tomorrow I'm getting my house, and I'm gonna expand my uh, my reach on the on the island. So you'll probably hear about that in uh, our regular episode. I'm definitely going to give my impressions on that uh, when that rolls around. Yeah. Awesome sauce. Okay, cool. On that note, my name is Sean Templer. You are Maximilian X. And we'll catch you on the next one. Later.